the Movement Brainery. Welcome to Thoughtlight, a forum for spotlighting ideas, reflections, or thoughts from physical therapy leaders and thinkers across the world. I'm Seth Peterson of the Movement Brainery, but on this show, you won't always be hearing from me. These thought lights are brief, bite-sized nuggets driven by the guests themselves. Each episode of the show includes information or an idea meant to make you a better clinician, person, or thinker. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello, my name is Dr. Rebecca Griffith, the ED DPT. I'm a physical therapist practicing in a level one trauma hospital in the Denver metro area, exclusively in the emergency department. And I'm here today to share with you why I practice in the emergency department. So as part of that, I'm going to read to you an excerpt from my book, Top of Scope, the Emergency Department Physical Therapist Handbook, to give you a little understanding into what it is I do and why this type of practice is so important. The first question I'm asked by students and other PTs alike is, wait, what do you do in the ED exactly? Pause here for a moment and use your imagination to brainstorm. You've probably thought about it at least a little. I manage patients in the ED as a PT in a multidisciplinary team. I evaluate, intervene, refer, and make recommendations for patients in the emergency department. If every patient who entered the ED were there strictly for a life or limb-threatening illness or emergency, I might not have as much work as I do. However, trends in the ED indicate that access to non-ED care is decreasing in the United States, especially in the setting of an overburdened healthcare system during a global pandemic. It can be difficult to access routine and specialty care, including PT services. Additionally, preventative care is increasingly slim or inaccessible for most patients. As such, many patients are utilizing the ED as their primary access point to healthcare instead. Data from 2017 revealed that over 18% of adults who had visited an ED in the past year for at least one reason. The majority of ED visits result in discharge and not hospitalization. The accelerated use of the ED brings with it increased patient wait times and larger patient volumes resulting in the need for expanded care teams. These additional team members in the ED include social workers, case managers, behavioral health specialists, pharmacists, physician assistants, nurse practitioners, and rehab services, including physical therapists. Okay, so again, why a PT? Even if I give you no other information, this statistic alone should sell you. Approximately 2% of presentations to the ED are for low back pain. This may not sound like much, but the CDC estimates that there are approximately 130 million ED visits per year, resulting in an estimated 2.6 million encounters for low back pain alone. On its own, that is enough to keep thousands of PTs very busy. Luckily, work for PTs in the ED is not just back-to-back-to-back pain. Physical therapists in the ED can be involved in everything from wound care to differential diagnosis of stroke to splinting to fall fall risk assessment and beyond. Let's begin with a case where some upstream care would have saved a lot of downstream headaches, no pun intended. Mr. Matlock is a 35-year-old male who was involved in a motor vehicle collision three weeks earlier. He presented to an outside hospital ED and underwent head and neck CTs and x-rays due to complaints of head and neck pain. Imaging was negative and the patient was discharged with a prescription for opioids. After two additional visits to a different emergency department, he presented to our emergency department with headache, agitation, confusion, self-harm behavior, and failure to thrive. On his other ED visits, his repeat imaging was negative and he was prescribed benzodiazepines to assist with his new anxiety and aggression. 
The patient had many significant exam findings. In light of the PT examination and evaluation, the multidisciplinary team was mobilized to support this patient. Occupational therapy, speech language pathology, case management, and the neurology service ultimately became involved. The patient was diagnosed with severe post-concussive syndrome and mild traumatic brain injury. Based on the recommendations from the physical therapist and other team members, this patient was evaluated and placed in an acute rehabilitation facility for further management and recovery. If this patient had received more upstream care with a PT on site in his initial three AD visits, he could have gotten an accurate diagnosis on day one, avoided ED revisits, and been referred directly to outpatient care from the ED instead of requiring a prolonged acute rehab stay. With all of those steps in place, it's possible that this patient could have avoided escalating to the thoughts of self-harm and failure to thrive. While this is an extreme example, it demonstrates the benefits of the right provider completing the right evaluation to determine and address PT needs at PT and patient needs immediately from the emergency department. So why physical therapists? The benefits in the literature are shown, increased patient satisfaction, decreasing the cost of unnecessary care, increasing the treatment and service options available in the emergency department, improving patient function and outcomes, and improving productivity and operations within the emergency department. We'll highlight a few of these. Increased patient satisfaction. In the words of a recent patient in the emergency department, PT in the ED is exceptional treatment toward quality of life. These words are the best example of why I so greatly believe that PTs are integral team members in the ED. As any healthcare provider knows, patient satisfaction can be difficult to achieve, but in today's society, it is important and valuable marker for operations and potentially for outcomes. At the crux of dissatisfaction in the ED is often a discrepancy between expectations and outcomes between patients and providers. The goal of the ED medical provider is to screen for, screen for emergent or critical care conditions and not necessarily to determine underlying causes, final diagnoses, or definitive treatments. The provider will do all in their power to move the patient on to the next step or best source for definitive care. However, the patient often expects a clear diagnosis of fast cure and time spent with the provider. They also expect to leave feeling better. The chasm between expectations and reality can lead to frustration for both the provider and the patient. In many cases, PT can help bridge this gap. They do so through more provider contact time with the patient and improving patient confidence levels. Physical therapists in the emergency department are also able to help reduce the cost of unnecessary care. This can include opioid and prescription use, hospital admissions, and imaging. When we talk specifically about improving patient function and outcomes, I want to again return to low back pain. Our skill set is clear. As PTs, we are able to complete a comprehensive and safe expert level musculoskeletal examination while reducing unnecessary imaging and opioid prescriptions in the ED. This thorough musculoskeletal evaluation can provide input to the medical team that helps inform diagnosis, pharmacologic intervention, and overall treatment plan. Teamwork makes the dream work. Ashbrook et al. in their systematic review state, there is no consensus on the management of low back pain in the ED, and the evidence suggests that these patients are likely to receive unwarranted imaging and inappropriate opioid prescription. Let's disrupt that status quo. At this time, we have the most data on how early access PT impacts low back pain, but you can imagine the effect on other acute musculoskeletal injuries as well. Imagine actually training weight bearing for a new sprained ankle, quad recruitment immediately after ACL injury, or self-snags for an acute neck strain on day one. Let's pull all of this information together with an example of EDPT or low back pain. Imagine you're at work. You just grabbed a 50-pound box to carry, but as you come up, you feel a pop in your back. Immediately, you're on your knees overcome with pain. 
you have a job to do and people are watching, so you got it out, stand up, and try to keep going. You make it a few more feet, a few more minutes, a few more shaky breaths, but the pain is too intense. You sink to your knees again, but you don't get up as easily this time. The crew helps you into the truck and you make it to the ED. Now what? Standard of care in many EDs for low back pain is symptom control with non-narcotic medication, maybe a lidocaine patch, possibly some plain films, and discharge. Now you're home, still in pain, have no idea what to do about it, and are fearful that you may never walk upright, go back to work, or provide for your family. So just to be safe, you stay in bed, don't move, and hope for the best. Let's rewind and have a do-over. After your coworkers get you in the truck, you make it to the ED and are triaged to the doctor of physical therapy in the emergency department. The PT immediately focuses on symptom control by finding you a position of comfort and completes a comprehensive evaluation. The management of your case may not require any imaging or medication, however, and it may, and the PT will help you understand if anything additional is needed. The PT finds the thing that gives you at least a moment of relief from this pain and teaches you what to do to manage it at home. The PT educates you that low back pain is common, generally resolves, and that it is safe for you to move. Then they prepare you for what happens next. You make it home, maybe not with complete symptom relief, but with an extensive plan on how to self-manage, an understanding of expected healing, strategies to modify your activities to make them more tolerable, and a referral to see someone who can continue to help you. You're able to keep moving and keep living. Which ED would you rather visit? This case is not just plausible, but common, and it is supported by the literature. In this type of case, you can clearly see increased treatment options come full circle to improve patient function and outcomes and increase patient satisfaction. Management by the PT also frees the medical team to focus on cases requiring medical expertise. This ensures the right provider is seeing the right patient at the right time, which improves throughput and operations in the emergency department. Let's talk a little bit about fall risk mobility and discharge, as this is another common reason for PTs to evaluate patients in the emergency department. When PTs make discharge recommendations for patients leaving the acute care environment, those patients are much less likely to be readmitted to the hospital. Our expertise is established. By applying that to the most acute of hospital environments, we can help decrease bounce back, decrease bed lock by increasing throughput, and ensure our patients are discharging as safely as possible to the most appropriate locations. When explaining our role in the emergency department to students, I often say our goal is to get the patient out of the department as successfully as possible. We are not the PT who will see the athlete return to glory on the field. We are not the PT who will build a long-term relationship with our client to help them recover post-stroke. We are a waypoint at a critical juncture. Our goal is to be the guest star that impacts the patient's story as much as possible in one 30-minute episode of their life. The literature supports that PTs in the ED clearly improve and address mobility impairments, provide safe discharge planning, and prevent subsequent events through education and treatment. Let's review another case. Mr. Bernard presents to the emergency department after a slip and fall from the edge of his bed. His wife is at his side and she remarks that the patient has been having leg cramps and increased falls at home. She's also concerned about his cognitive status as he's been increasingly forgetful, has had difficulty managing his medications and has been leaving the dog outside. After he fell, she was unable to help him get up and she's concerned about his and her safety. The EDPT receives their history, including their home setup, activities of daily living requirements, available support, past medical history, medications, and concerns. Taking this time with the patient can be a luxury for other providers, but spending this time learning about the patient and what conditions led to his presentation are key in determining the solution. The PT learns that the patient has a history of a prior incomplete spinal cord injury, which limits his mobility and balance. He takes baclofen to manage his leg cramps, but cannot remember personally if he did so today. He has needed more help with dressing lately and has felt weak and unwell for the past several days with little food or water intake. 
He does not normally require assistance from either durable medical equipment or his spouse. His evaluation re reveals spasticity in his legs, poor dynamic standing balance, and decreased safety, awareness, and attention. In the bathroom, he becomes more confused and his urine is dark in color. While his wife confirms he did take his medication today, he does not understand why his leg spasticity is worse than usual. Based on the findings reported by the team to the medical provider, the patient is worked up for a cause of the confusion and is determined that the patient has a urinary tract infection. The PT assesses the patient for his bed mobility, transfers, ambulation, and ability to manage stairs and consults the emergency department occupational therapist to also assess the patient. She has concerns about his cognition, ability to complete hygiene tasks independently, and dual tasking. The PT and OT have a conversation with Mr. and Mrs. Bernard regarding a short stay in a rehab facility to help him return to his baseline safely, as the therapists are both concerned for how things have been progressing at home. They collaborate with the case manager, and the patient is accepted to rehab to recover from his illness and return to his prior level of function. This case highlights the differential diagnosis skills of the PT, the benefits of increased contact time with the provider, the comprehensive intake of a PT evaluation, the role of PT and occupational therapy in the discharge planning process. Without this diagnosis and discharge plan, the patient could have easily gone home only to fall again or been admitted to the hospital for observation if we can catch someone on their first fall instead of after a TBI related to their 10th fall, we can change their trajectory. Cases like this are common. Implementing rehab services in the ED, including PT, OT, and speech language pathology for older adults results in safer discharge planning and increased patient satisfaction. Not only does PT in the ED improve patient care, but also operations in the ED itself. While we don't have time to dive into all of the benefits of an EDPT, I hope that this excerpt from the book has at least piqued your interest about all that is possible by having a physical therapist practicing top of scope within the emergency department. Thank you for allowing me to share a glimpse into my practice, and I encourage you to continue practicing top of scope no matter your setting. Thank you. That's it for today's show. Thanks for listening. And I would really appreciate it if you could take just two seconds to leave a review down below and share this episode with someone you know. Also, the Movement Brainery is hosting courses online and in person this year. Punch over to the movementbrainery.com and check us out. Or join our Facebook community, Mindful Clinicians. Thanks for listening. Stay strong.